This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't take that away from me. I will never give in. I will never go into the matrix, folks. I am red-pilled for eternity. I will never go into the matrix. But ladies and gentlemen, let me just recap what we went over for you. And actually, I just found a graphic in here, an infographic. I'll put that on on Twitter as well. And if I can, I've been having an issue with the pain.tv app on my phone. I think it's my phone. So I'll try to post it up on there as well. But it says right here, um, this was what consumers expect. It's an internet of senses. And so we went over the uh, 10 trends that we could expect in the coming years. And let me just recap that for you before we move on to the next piece. Trend one, your brain is the user interface. Trend two, sounds like me. Trends three, any flavor you want. Trend four, digital aroma. Trend five, total touch. Trend six, merged reality. Trend seven, verified as real. Trend eight, post-privacy consumers. Trend nine, connected sustainability. And trend 10, sensational services. And for those of you on the uh, video side over at pain.tv slash gold, I have up on the screen summary of 10 hot consumer trends 2030. And these are the trends that we just went over with a couple of bullet points on each, okay? Now, I'm going to jump over. I'm staying on Ericsson.com, but I just want to give you guys a little bit more information on the Internet of Senses just in case you are having um, difficulty understanding this concept because for those of you uh, where this is new information, I know sometimes it's a bit hard to absorb. It is for me sometimes as well, and so I have to read things a couple of times. And uh, I know with this stuff, some of you have emailed me, and you listen to the show two, three times, and you're taking notes, and wow, uh, God bless you guys, because uh, it shows me that you're gaining a lot of information, and what I'm doing over here serves a purpose, okay, which is to educate others and provide you with information that you can share with others, and hopefully we can resist, like the old timers that were shoplifting at Wegmans, okay? We have to resist these guys in any way possible. 
All right, it says right here, immersive physical experience interacting with our senses of sight, sound, taste, smell, and touch across the internet. So the article we just read was the 10 trends for 2030, although a lot of those were going to come into effect by 2025. But this is just a little bit more in-depth on internet of senses, so we can explain it a little bit. So it says right here, today we can play virtual reality games with people all over the world, get instant augmented reality translations of a foreign restaurant menu on our smartphone meet grandma over a video call and when driving watch out for the traffic that is digitally recreated on a screen these are all examples of extended reality xr as they call it using audio and video that lets us experience our physical surroundings differently and even allows us to be together with people who are physically miles apart Looking forward to the technology development over the coming decade, we expect devices, sensors, and actuators, as well as context-aware applications and network enablers to enable these experiences to become richer, involving all our senses, and ultimately merging the digital and physical worlds. We call this experience the Internet of Senses. So, when they're talking about merging the digital and physical worlds, this is where you get this idea of the Internet of Things, as we talked about. That's all the devices. The Internet of Bodies comes from the wearable devices, the smartwatches, the Fitbits, and then eventually implanted devices like the Neuralink brain chip. And then you have the Internet of Senses, which allows you to experience natural life senses inside of the digital world okay i i think i think it's becoming easier to understand and when you put all this together the internet of things the internet of bodies the internet of senses you have effectively what they call the internet of everything where everything is hooked up and connected to the internet and then the metaverse is this Second life, completely digital, completely immersive world that you go into. But when you come out of it, you'll still semi be connected through the internet of everything in the natural world because you'll have either glasses or a contact lens or a VR uh, headset, more, well, you'd have an AR headset that allows you to sort of interact with that digital space while you're in the natural world. And I'll just read this because I think it's important. In the Internet of Senses, visual, audio, haptic, and other technologies allow human beings to have digital sensory experiences similar to the ones we experience in the physical world. The Internet of Senses augments our senses beyond the boundaries of our bodies, giving us augmented vision, hearing, touch, and smell. It enables us to blend multi-sensory digital experiences with our local surroundings and interact with remote people devices and robots as if they were right beside us okay do you understand how that works so it augments our senses beyond the boundaries of our bodies okay so it's giving you this fake vision and hearing and touch and smell based on what you're seeing or your brain is processing and creating inside your head from the digital metaverse world 
And so now you have the blend of multi-sensory digital experiences with the local surroundings and you can interact with remote people, devices, and robots. Those are in the digital space, but as if they're sitting right next to you. I know it's really hard to understand because... It's freaky, but uh, but in my belief, folks, they, they're building it. They actually are building it, and it will be done. I mean, they're not stopping. You see how many companies, uh, how many investors, how many governments are behind this. Uh, sensory experiences delivered over the networks are the essence of the Internet of Senses and can be demonstrated through use cases such as Five senses merge reality, immersive communication, remote operation of machinery, all senses online shopping, and sustainable vacations in virtual reality. And just think of soldiers. You've heard stories of soldiers down in bunkers in Texas or Colorado that get into a simulation suit and they're literally controlling a drone that is bombing people across the other side of the world. And in some cases, they don't know if they're actually in a simulation in their training or they're actually bombing real people because they're basically running the mission inside of a miniature, a micro metaverse. Okay, let's continue. The Internet of Senses will transform our digital experiences to fully immersive by making them multi-sensory. Imagine an immersive experience of a beach. Oh, I just gave you one. A beach where you can feel the wind blowing on your face, the heat of the sun on your back, the humidity of the ocean air on your skin, and experience the fresh smell of the ocean breeze right into your living room. Such multi-sensory experiences delivered over future networks will lead to the emergence of the Internet of Senses. Folks, if it doesn't, uh, I don't, I'm not Glenn Beck over here or Alex Jones, but this stuff sort of brings a tear to my eye. Because, as you know, if you're a listener of the show, I have a child coming um, at the end of October. I'm 41. I waited a long time to have a kid, but uh, I decided that I, that I wanted to do it a while ago, and the opportunity just wasn't there. And so now I'm having a child with my wife. And we are doing a home uh, birth. We work with a midwifery and a doula who are helping us with this. And we're hopefully doing a water birth. So it's done in a pool. And I'm going to actually do a whole show about this because it's uh, very interesting and it's in line with living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. We're doing this whole natural birth and hopefully no painkillers, no drugs. I'll be in the pool there with her. I'm actually going to, uh, they're teaching me everything. I'm going to catch the baby and then take the baby as my wife's in the pool and it's going to be put up on her belly, on her chest. And so there's this great book called Birth Without Violence, uh, written in the 70s. And I'm going to share that book on this show as well. I don't think it's in print anymore. I had to get a used copy. I actually found three and bought all three of them. And uh, my mother read it. Um, She wanted to do a water birth with me as a kid. But back then, the hospitals uh, weren't really offering it. And there was really no birthing centers. And she didn't know anything about midwives back then. And so she recommended the book. And we read it. And... We decided to go this route, and one of the things we chose not to do was we do not want to know the gender of the baby because there's very few surprises in this world. And 
that is probably the greatest uh, surprise that I could think of ever getting. Better than any Christmas presents. And I've gotten a lot of great Christmas presents from my parents and from my wife. And so we're going to find out the, the gender of the baby as it, you know, as my wife gives birth to it. And so it's going to be this very, you know, sensory filled experience, something I think neither of us will ever forget. And so when I talk about going to the ocean with my wife and I think about bringing our child to the ocean and our child hiking and backpacking and all the things that we already have planned for our for our kid, these people, these technocrats want to take that away uh, from my child. They want to strip our children, our grandchildren, our future children, our future grandchildren, our great-grandchildren of the experiences of the natural world, of being human ourselves. These people are anti-human. They want to take it away and put you inside of a video game. That's what they're selling you. Peter Thiel said that Christianity, and whether you're Christian or not, does not matter. But but you understand the point that Christianity and transhumanism are very similar. There's only a few slight metaphysical differences because God was offering you this eternal life with him in heaven, and Peter Thiel is offering you eternal life right here with him in the prison planet technocracy, floating in and out of their cyber prison metaverse and the natural life prison they're building all around us. Folks, I'm not going to ever agree to that. And I want you to fully understand this so that you can say, I will not agree to that either. But you have to know what it is that you are not agreeing to. And this is what it is. This is what these people are building. They are attempting to hijack, hack, and pirate the natural world taking away all human experiences and then eventually stripping you of your humanity and turning you into a cyborg. We've proven that here. Ladies and gentlemen, when I go to break, just think about it. Close your eyes and remember the last time you walked across that beach. What you see in your head, the memories that you have, are the most important thing. You can remember those things. You can smell it yourself. You don't need to go into their cyber fake metaverse to have these experiences. You can go to the beach yourself and do it, or you can close your eyes and think about it, or you can lay your head down at night and dream about it. And it's as real as being there because those memories are in your head. You don't need the transhumanist technocrats to suck them out of your brain using a Neuralink brain chip and then pump them back into your head and make you feel it through their internet of senses. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and this is pain.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen. Just say no. Just say no. You remember that campaign? The just say no to drugs? Well, I think... Yeah, once we get a little bit bigger, I think that is it. I'm writing it down in my notes. I was thinking about it on the break. As I closed my eyes and I thought about walking on the beach with my wife and my future child, and in my head, I saw this thing. It said, just say no. Just say no to the technocrats. Just say no to their technology. Just say no to all of this anti-natural, anti-human technology that they are building. Just say no and reject it. And I think that is what we have to do. We have to focus on this. Just say no. In your personal life, every time you are encountered with some sort of, and I'm not talking about clickbait as far as, uh, you know, article headlines that get you to click and such, but there is clickbait all around us. That's the way to think of it. Everything is quick clickbait. They want you to trade your liberty, your freedom, your humanity, your natural experiences for perceived convenience. You notice when we were talking about the Internet of Things and Internet of Bodies from their articles, from their white papers, a lot of what they talked about was the ability to shop easier and buy things. And so that's where the clickbait comes from. Oh, if I just jump on this app or I just put on a VR headset, I could shop faster, shop better, shop more efficiently. And that is how they get you to click on the bait. And the bait then puts you into these mini micro metaverses that they are building. And what we have to do, folks, is just say no. Okay, what I want to do right now is while we're on this Ericsson.com page, I want to go through uh, just a few slides they have here before we move on to smart cities. Now, in this article, there's a lot more information as well on the background and the driving forces. There's a video here, which I actually downloaded, but the video is one of the ones that... um, It's just music with text, and it's a lot of text. And the way my screen is set up, I'm going to have a hard time reading the text. And so um, what I will do is sometime this week, if I I should have time, but sometime this week, I um, I will record it myself, and then that way I can play the video for you with the text being narrated uh, because otherwise it's going to be pointless to do it here. I'm going to have to keep stopping and, re- and, and, and leaning over and reading it. And it's just going to be a mess. And so I will also post um, these articles on my Twitter page for you, but let me go through these slides before we move into the smart cities. Um, it says going a bit deeper. And the first slide here is next generation devices and sensors. The Internet of Senses will require many technological advances in devices and sensors to make the XR experience as indistinguishable from reality as possible. Now, let me just say this. I hate to keep stopping, but as I've mentioned to you before, 
these guys are playing God. They want to be God, but they are not gods because everything they do is about hacking, pirating, hijacking, and then duplicating, duplicating. So to make the metaverse as real as possible, to get people to adapt it, they're talking about making it as indistinguishable from reality as possible. Because there's a bridge here, okay? There's a generation being born this moment, and then there's senior citizen old people that are near passing away, right? And so they have to suck everyone in at a certain point until eventually one generation is actually born into it, and then they don't actually know what reality is, similar to the Matrix. So if you're born inside of one of those pods with the Matrix plug hooked up to the back of your head, the Neuralink brain chip, you don't know anything different than that. It's like, um, think of it like, uh, I know it's a touchy subject, but think of it like a slave, and I was against slavery, so think of it like a slave on a plantation. If you were captured in Africa uh, by the British uh, who, who, you know, the, the tribesmen would sell their people to the British and then the British, British would come over to America and sell the slaves. Well, obviously you knew what freedom was or some semblance of freedom when you're stuck down in a plantation somewhere. And so then what happens is you end up having a child who's born, okay, into slavery. And so that child knows nothing more than slavery except from the stories that you tell them. But if they separate the child, okay, from the father, from the parents, then those parents can't pass on those stories to the child. So you can separate the newborns from the elders and they will never know. Or maybe that person heard some stories from some of the elders. They have a child. They pass on the story. But once it goes a couple generations deep, those stories fade away. And so eventually being born into slavery is just your world, that's your reality, that's your normal. Now, deep inside, you may be like Neo from The Matrix. You may have a feeling that something is wrong. Something doesn't feel right. And I think throughout history, people born into fascism, people born into authoritarianism, people born into tyranny, and eventually people that will be born into the technocracy will still have something inside them, right, in their DNA, wired inside them. And that is what I believe is your soul speaking to you. People that go, wait, something isn't right. Something is wrong here. And that is eventually what is going to occur, and it's occurred throughout history. And those are the people we come to know as the freedom fighters. Those are the people who stood up to tyranny throughout the centuries and so that is what i hope we breed here at this show is a bunch of freedom fighters because you obviously found me and you listen to me and you're doing your own research on these topics you're finding other podcasters that talk about the technocracy and transhumanism because deep inside you know something is not right something is wrong we are surrounded by evil and so I hope this is the community that we're building here, and I hope you can spread this message to your children and grandchildren because in the end, they're the ones who matter in this fight. It goes on to say the paradigm shift towards lightweight 
Augmented reality devices is a key step towards merging digital experiences into our physical context. This will require advances in, for example, haptic devices so that true perception of the properties of the real objects can be provided. Another area is still immature is the sensing and actuation of smells. Okay, slide number two, multi-sensory and holographic communication. Holographic communication will enable increased presence in meetings by allowing avatars or even photorealistic human representations that behave as if they are physically present in the room with you. That's like the Mind Twins Artificial Intelligence Foundation. Multi-sensory extensions to such uh, what is that? Hollow portation technology will over time increase the level of immersion by adding realistic interchange of more than sound and images such as touch and smell. Holographic communication is not limited to avatars and, inclu- and can include any kind of digital object, including sensory experiences, for example, digitally conveying the taste of coffee. Wow, this is pretty amazing, folks. I, I'm so, you know, and I think, I think, I, I will give her a hat, to, a hat tip. I believe it was Maria Albanese who sent me an article on the Internet of Senses about a week or two ago when I told her I was working on the Internet of Bodies and Internet of Things, and she found that. Um, and I had read about it briefly about a year ago, and then... Uh, her article sparked my memory, and I said, wait a second. I went and started looking it up and came across um, this new stuff here. Uh, the third slide says augmented humans. We foresee the rise of a number of body augmentation capabilities that will enable humans to be smarter, stronger, and more capable than we are today. That's genetic modification and the Neuralink brain chip they're talking about. We can expect the arrival of contact lenses that can take pictures or video or even show augmented reality content. Universal translator earbuds that allow us to communicate anywhere in the world. We will also see a non-intrusive brain-computer interface, that's the Neuralink brain chip, for example, being able to give commands to a device by just thinking of it. Or use reading of muscular activity to navigate an AR interface naturally. Context-aware networks and applications together with XR devices can augment our daily lives. Examples of these include being able to see around corners in traffic situations. Um, And then this is cut off. Okay. Um, Slide number four. What was that? Four. Brain-computer interfaces. Similar to XR wireless BCI, devices need high data rates, ultra-low latency, and high reliability from the future network. However, BCIs, that's uh, brain-computer interfaces, are much more sensitive than XR physical perceptual requirements arising out of the human senses, cognition, and physiology. Okay, so that's the Neuralink brain chip they're talking about. Okay, and then slide five, network platform enablers. Use cases like streaming 
interactive XR content from the cloud will benefit from the network's support. Moreover, to enable devices with a small form factor, such as AR glasses, which resemble regular eyeglasses, compute needs to be pushed from the devices to the edge of the network. Network compute will also be needed to process new privacy and security demands that XR technologies will raise. As another example, spatial mapping for XR requires CM-level device location accuracy, which can be enabled with network-based positioning. Finally, 5G network APIs are required to support bandwidth and latency reservation, network latency reporting, and network in-slice prioritization. You see this, folks? I mean, these guys are hard at work. This stuff is is on the way. It's being built. But you can just say no. I want you to think about it. I actually want you to take a deep breath when we go to commercial break. And I want you to just utter the three words, folks. Just say no. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And we'll be right here, right back on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 